into Ovechkin's office going top shelf because we can. Otherwise known as Borchek is otherwise known as Impact Media's weekly dive into the world of the Nashville Predators, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Atlanta Gladiators, and the KSU Owls. Welcome everybody in and let you know that you could be a part of this show the following ways. We're working on some other interactive stuff. I think you guys are going to like it. But uh, until we do that, you can do the following. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. That is the blanket email for everything here at Impact Media. If you want to put something in the subject line to uh, let us know which show you're talking about, that'd be great. If you don't, you can probably figure it out. Also, you can search for us on Facebook, whether that's Impact Media, Board Check, or Jeremy York. You should be able to find us. Pretty cool little logos we've been using for a while. You should be able to find us that way. If you are a person who likes to just click a link and listen to a show, well, we appreciate you guys just as much. Appreciate all of our fans. You can go to our Twitter account at Team Impact Media. And uh, click on the appropriate link you want to. List as many times as you want. There is no cap. Or, this is because Check is our oldest show. And before we had a blanket, before we had an official Impact Media Twitter, we had one for BoardCheck. At BoardCheck, B-O-A-R-D-C-H-E-C-K. That will find you all things hockey-related Impact Media stuff. That will also find you some rugby ATL stuff. We use that uh, as uh, double coverage for that. Uh, definitely go check that out. If you want to follow me for show-related things and uh, non-show-related things like uh, Putt Shack, rugby games, hockey games, other things we end up going to, and other fun things we end up doing, uh, apologies. I know I told you guys I was going to Top Golf over the weekend. I was part of a private event. I uh, did not take a lot of pictures. I apologize, but uh, next time, I promise we will we will post up a lot of stuff about that. But it was a good time. Was able to run into some of you guys. Great talking to you guys. Uh, some of you guys want to talk hockey. That's great. Some of you guys want to talk MMA and pro wrestling. That's great. Some of you guys want to talk about what the Falcons are doing and what the Cowboys just did and things like that. Hey, we're here for all that. But if you want to follow me on all those social medias, it is at the Impact 99 will find me on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. Definitely have some cool stuff coming up as uh, there's a rugby game this weekend, actually, as uh, San Diego Legion will be in town to face our rugby ATL guys. Uh, definitely more about that in, uh, in tomorrow's that sports show but uh and, and if you guys ever want to come to rugby games let me know 
I can set you guys up with with uh, the team, the ticket people, and get you the best deal possible because it is it is definitely worth checking out. Uh, if you're not already going to Preds games, if you're not already going to Canes games, uh, Kennesaw season uh, is is uh, wrapping up, of course. And uh, if you're not going to Gladiator games or whatever games are close to you, maybe you're somewhere else, maybe you're not going to those. Uh, come if you're in the Atlanta area, come check out Rugby ATL. They're doing some really really amazing things, and you should check them out. And lastly, but not least, you can listen to this show anywhere you find a podcast, whether that is Spotify, the iTunes Store, or Podcast One. And if you do listen to us through those places, please give us a rating review. You can leave questions, comments, suggestions, any of those sort of fun things. We do regularly check those. We appreciate the reviews you guys have already put up there. And uh, just appreciate you guys in general. So, now that you know how you can be a part of the show. And uh, we are going to have some episodes coming up here soon that are going to be question-related and things like that. So make sure to send those in. Uh, you know, keep them family-friendly, but I am happy to give my two cents on anything you guys want to come up with. I promise. Uh, obviously, we've got some hurricane news, some good and some bad. Some definite bad. We'll get into that. Uh, Predators have some uh, some fun stuff going on as well. We'll talk a little gladiators. they got some really cool... Every home game they have coming up has some sort of promotion attached to it, and I want to tell you guys about that. And also, um, potentially, the next time we could be in the building for hockey. I know uh, some of you guys actually like that, because if you're going to be there too, hey, come find us. Just like the people did at Topgolf. Would be happy to chat with you guys. Definitely. Anytime we're out somewhere. But uh, before we get into all of that... We are going to talk some NHL. Now, the NHL, we all know everybody is uh, slowly, slowly working their way towards the playoffs. Everybody's making that playoff push. And uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest debates in the last couple years has been, has of course been, uh, the playoff format. So this playoff format, right? Um, so what they do is they, instead of having an east and a west, and it just goes one through eight, and one plays eight, two plays seven, three plays six, five plays four, you know, and then you bracket it from there. Uh, they they reward that if you win your, your division, then you get the top spot. And then two and three play each other, and then the wild cards from the east or west would play those top seeds, uh, which is fine to a point. But it it seems to me because the same amount of teams are getting in because that's that's three from each division, and then two wild cards, and that's three, three, and two. And for people who are not math majors, three plus three is six, six plus two is eight. So the same amount of teams are getting in per side. It just seems to me that it's not as advantageous to be a top seed as as the old format. And I've heard other people say this too. I've heard people on both sides. But I, I, I gotta stay with with that. In that you know if uh, I mean clearly more than likely um, I would say that Boston is pretty much going to win their division. 
they're they're running away with it. I'm not sure they could be caught actually or have a fantastic season. Um, you know, you could also say that Carolina is the other team in the East that is just just absolutely dominating. I mean, they 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 got people a little closer to them than Boston. You know, as we pull up the standings here, like I said, Carolina. It's not because we talk about them here, because I just talked about Boston. We clearly don't talk about a lot of Boston here, even though they're having a fantastic, fantastic year. I mean, if not for Boston, we'd be talking Carolina way more, even across the nation. They they could not deny them at this point. Um, but, you know, Boston, they've already, actually already clinched. Um, they are, gosh, they are 16 points ahead of Toronto. In the east, in the eastern, I mean, in the Atlantic, and 19 ahead of Tampa. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm going to talk a little bit about Toronto here in a minute. Uh, Carolina, as I said, they are leading the Metropolitan with 96 points. Uh, just two in front of Jersey, and the Rangers are 10 points behind them. So, more than likely, I think Carolina has the one seed. At very worst, they get the two fine with that because I think they can beat the Rangers. But, you know, th- this is the point I'm getting at. So, if it ended today, Toronto would face Tampa. It's a pretty interesting series. Uh, New Jersey would face New York. That's, that's you know, ESPN's going to try to show some of that because that's a, that's a New York, New Jersey thing. Um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, Boston would get the Islanders the OK series, and Carolina would get Pittsburgh. That's pretty interesting. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. But if this was the old format, and, and I'm not just saying it for the matchups. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to my point in a minute. Uh, if this was the old format, why is it doing it that way? Being weird. Okay. Okay, anyway, I I guess I'll do the math myself. If this was the old format, the the one through eight, I'm going to have to do this on the fly. Um, Boston being the top seed, these these wouldn't change so much, or a couple of these wouldn't. Uh, Boston, being one seed, would get the Islanders, as I said. Uh, Pittsburgh and Carolina, that's fine. And then the three seed Devils would get... They would get the sixth seed, which would either be the Rangers or Tampa Bay. So, I mean, we kind of get the same matchups, but when when you were the the one seed before, like the the formats and how many games and things like that, I I just I don't like how it's divided up in in divisions. I guess that's the way I would put it. I I would rather just uh, well, and also it's it's based on how many games you you play 
you know how many games you play against uh, your your division. Where, you know, Boston is going to have way more games against Toronto or Ottawa than they are against Washington or Philadelphia. And I, I just feel like it should be evened out a lot more because they're, we're just missing out on some old rivalries and some, some really good matchups. I think what you should do is, you know, all 16 teams in the East should play each other however many different times. And uh, I'm always behind that you should play everybody at least once. And you should play everybody in the uh, in the West, you know, at least, at least once or so, you know. But uh, that's I guess that's really my point is is even though you get similar matchups, it's like you're not really rewarding that top seed for anything. They're they're not getting a buy, which I don't think they should, and they're not like I said, they're not really getting rewarded for in Boston's case, it's almost setting records. They're so close to being able to do that, and it just in and not playing against the uh, the rest of the East as many times as they probably should. You know, I would like to see Boston Carolina match up a good bit. I would like to see uh, Toronto and the Rangers. You know, uh, Philadelphia and Detroit. Give me those two teams. Give me. Montreal and Pittsburgh. You know, give me teams that used to, you know, matter to each other and they just, they just don't anymore. So, uh, it, what it really does, this new format, is it evens the field a lot more than it rewards the top teams. And I just feel like I would rather it be more heavily weighted to the top teams. It, You know, Boston and Carolina and Toronto, you know, the Devils even, should get, should get something for battling hard and putting up the points they did. And instead, it's just it's. I mean, you almost want to draw them out of a out of a pot, and you know, just drawing them out of a hat, and that's no fun. That's really no fun. So, all right, let's get into some other NHL headlines. That one kind of drug on a little more than I wanted to, but it happens. Uh, apparently, the Ottawa Senators are for sale. No, I don't mean the politicians in Canada. I mean the actual hockey team. I did not even know they were for sale. But we found out the other day that the first round of bids are in. And it's not just, uh, this is not baseball and this is not the NFL. This does not come down to who is going to spend the most money. Or who do they want in the boys club. Because that's what those sports end up doing. Um, Baseball more than anybody, but the NFL is right there with them. Uh, Gary Bettman and Commissioner Bettman and some others have said that uh, a lot of things are being evaluated. They're going to make the best decision for the league, and that's what they should be doing. So the first round of bids are in. Um, I think, like I said, I think they evaluate them. I don't know if they eliminate any, but then it goes to I don't know how many exact rounds there are, but I'm sure there's at least two. And they're going to feel some people out and kind of see what's going to be the best fit. Uh, speaking of the best fit, there's nobody that seems to fit in more sports environments than Conor McGregor. 
Conor McGregor got a chance to uh, see the Rangers the other night, and he got a chance to speak with them. And uh, I heard he gave a just big-time speech that was, uh, I'm sure, amazing. And, uh, you know, he, he gets a bad rep. Have I met him personally? No. But I uh, know people who have. And, um, you know, a lot of his shenanigans he plays up for the sake of uh, his brand and his and uh, his endeavors. He's not afraid to push a UFC card, even one he's not on. Because the more eyeballs that are on the UFC, the more it helps him and the more it helps other things he has. It's just, it's what you would do. It's what I would do. So, uh, really cool that uh, he got to hang out with the Rangers. And um, I, I think there should be more crossover things like this. It doesn't necessarily have to be MMA and hockey. But, um, you know, I think it would be fun to do a lot more crossovers like that. I'm not sure why Boston has not had Connor in with his Irish ties. But, what do I know? Um... Bad news for the Avalanche, who seem to can't keep a full roster anymore. Their goalie, Arturi Lekkonen, is officially out for four to six weeks with a broken finger. They just, they can't win for losing this year. They have had injury after injury. They are trying to battle. They are trying to stay in it. We will talk about full standings here in a minute. I know we talked a little while ago, but uh, Arturi Lekkonen is going to be out for four to six weeks. That's going to put it real close if, if they if they find themselves in the playoffs that uh, they may be missing him for, for a little bit, he may be able to come back. I mean, you, you don't know how these things are going to go, but that's, that sucks. So last thing we're going to talk about before the break is there are rumors. And clearly, not just because I do a show about hockey every week, uh, but to a lot of my circle of friends and to a lot of relatives and even a lot of you guys, I sometimes get called the hockey guy. And this is where this comes in. This is not me trying to uh, pump myself up or anything like that. But a lot of people like to ask me about hockey because I, they uh, you know, want to hear what I'm going to say. But also that they they know that uh, I have a lot of ways to dig into things. So, for the better part of, I don't know, since they left town, since the Atlanta franchise left town, there has always been rumors about an Atlanta team uh, being added back. And uh, there's other markets too. And uh, most of the time people send me articles here and there, and I poke holes in the articles where need be, or I tell them uh, which part of it has legs and which of them don't. Most of them don't at all. They're just uh, somebody needed some fodder and decided, hey, I'll write an article about how the NHL should add Atlanta back as one of their markets. It's almost like the uh, the Mount Rushmore call-in radio segments or the Pete Rose to the Hall of Fame. It's, uh, yeah, or the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate. Here's an idea. Just actually fill out your show with content and not the same recycled crap that garbaged it. Most people do like that. Good thing is Atlanta here, they don't do a lot of those, so that's good. But, so an article came out the other day. Now, like I said, a lot of people normally send me all kinds of articles and, and, and Twitter posts and, and links and things, and 95% of them are just complete hogwash. 
Um, so I saw one the other day that actually I sent to people because there are a lot of uh, possibilities and legs to them. And that is that the NHL is looking to potentially add two more teams to the to the league. Don't know when exactly. I would imagine at least at least two years out, at the minimum, because a lot of things have to happen. Uh, but those markets, of course, would be Houston, Texas, which Houston is a very big market. I'm not sure how the hockey market is over there. I know the Dallas Stars do pretty well. Um, so Houston being on the other side of the state is more on the western side. I guess maybe it would pick up some of the San Antonio crowd. And then, um, you know, everything between Arizona and there. And Atlanta. And I saw the article. And so I dug into the article. And I followed some links. And I, you know, made some calls. And um, there are some some legs to this particular article. And uh, if I had the article pulled up, I'd tell you who wrote it and all that. But uh, you guys have probably seen it by now. So there are some legs to it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure people on the Houston side of things, I'm sure Sean Salisbury down at the uh, radio station there has uh, is, is already talked about it. But here in Atlanta, um, we don't have a lot of hockey guys on the radio side of things. There's a couple. There's a couple, and they're really good. But So they don't talk about it much. And also, there's not a lot to talk about. This is still speculation. This is still rumor. This did not come from the NHL. But some things, this is what I've always said, there are things that need to be set in motion and things that need to happen before the NHL could return here. I think uh, the new owners of the Atlanta Gladiators, I think uh, their NHL ties and their business ties, I think that helps. And um, they would, you know, clearly the new team. I'm not even going to get into what they could be called because we're not that, that far into it. Because that, that's a whole, I'm 50-50 on, on that. There would uh, need to be a place for them to play. Now, I know a lot of you guys will simply say, oh, well, they used to play in what's now State Farm, so they just play in State Farm. Yeah, a little tidbit. The city of Atlanta, for the most part, and what was Phillips Arena, that's now State Farm Arena, is not real keen on having hockey there. Not sure exactly why. I think it had to do with sometimes when you have ice and then you put a parquet floor over the top of it so you can play basketball. Sometimes it sweats. You get a lot of moisture, things like that. That is called um, living in the south and humidity, and that is also called um, improper, like you're, you're not doing it right because many other places have both basketball and hockey in the same arena, and they don't have those issues. But anyway, I digress on that. Uh, so where would they play? Well, you can't play at Mercedes-Benz. That's, that's not feasible. That's, you, you know, that's, that's not feasible. More than likely, they would go outside of Atlanta to play, outside of direct Atlanta. It's still the Atlanta Metro. Um, and here are the probably two most feasible options. The probably second best option is to either have a temporary home or, I mean, they would have to renovate it greatly to really do it. 
But uh, you could play at the Infinite Energy Center. Now you'd have to probably add another parking deck or two eventually and uh, upgrade the seats and things in there. But you could, you'd have to renovate that building. You More than likely the team for them to play there, if it was going to be a semi-permanent home, the team would probably buy the arena. They still, you know, lease out the name and things like that. But uh, that could work, at least in the early phases. And either build a bigger arena or, or, or redo that one, you know. So let's let's stay on that one. Because if they move to basically the current home of the Atlanta Gladiators, where would the Gladiators go? Well, we know the rumors. They would probably more than likely go to Athens. And uh, it could still be the Atlanta Gladiators there. And they would probably play in Athens. And the Atlanta NHL team would play at the Infinite Energy Center. That's a possibility. Like I said, I think that's the secondary option. I believe the primary area that they are looking at is an area I spent the weekend in, conveniently enough, and that is the Alpharetta area. Alpharetta is a big subsidiary of Atlanta. It's one of the bigger uh, surrounding areas. There's a lot of commerce. There's a lot of in and out of traffic. Um, you know, in and out people. It's it's uh, a lot of business there. A lot of things. Um, if you look back, there have been figures released in the past, and I believe you can look them up now. When the Thrashers were in Atlanta, there was uh, they 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 did the numbers on where a lot of the season ticket holders actually lived. A larger percentage than any other area of Atlanta Thrasher season ticket holders lived in Alpharetta. You got the uh, the Alpharetta Ice Centers and things up in there. I've I've been to those. You guys have been to those. That area makes a lot of sense. Now this is not saying they couldn't use Atlanta and, and make it work somewhere or even you know tell State Farm to get over it. But Alpharetta, to me, is the number one market. And we'll get more into this as it goes. I'm not going to go further into this. I could do probably an entire hour on this. I don't want to do that to you guys. got more to talk about. But just want to let you guys know that I've done some digging. I know you guys have done some digging as well. Potentially having... Potentially having a team back in Atlanta is looking more possible today than it did yesterday. And that's that's more or less what I wanted to get to you guys and that this story does have legs and there is a uh, still many, many hoops to jump through. Some of them are on fire. Some of them are probably elect electrical charged and uh, there's, uh, there's all kinds of things still to go. But the NHL does want to expand. And they usually want to do it in pairs because you put one in the east, one in the one in the west. And these are the two leading markets. There's a reason why they haven't went back to Hartford, why they haven't went back to other places that used to have teams that don't. I'm surprised Winnipeg got one back, but that's what the owners that bought the team figured out. So, like I said, I still say minimum two to three years before 
this could really be a reality, but there's a plan, and there's some things in motion, and you guys should be excited. I'm excited. Once again, I think you guys should be excited. But now we're going to take a break. We're going to tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net, and when we come back, we've got some canes, some preds, some glads, and some KSU news to get into right here on Board Chat. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts and we're back on board check make sure to visit our friends at betonline.net they have all the betting lines the wagering lines if you are allowed to do so and want to do so and then even if you're whether you are or whether you aren't they still have the articles they still have the podcast they have all these ways to make you a better more educated fan visit our friends at betonline.net tell them impact media sent you they love to hear that, and we love to hear from them that you told them that. Early part of the show, we talked about some NHL headlines, including um, my my opinion of the, the playoff format, and um, if there's any validity to Atlanta or Houston getting a team anytime soon. If you missed out on that, make sure to go back and check that out, and, and drop your questions, comments, suggestions, all that you know, into uh, whether it's under this show or to, to any way that you can contact us, as I said at the beginning of the show. And I'd uh, love to hear your feedback on it. If you think I'm completely out of my mind on something, tell me. would love to hear from you guys. But let's jump into the world of the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, the Hurricanes have had a pretty good go of it here, here recently. Um... They caught the unfortunate news the other day, and I believe it was non-contact, which makes it even worse. Andrei Svechnikov, one of my favorite players on the team, one of you guys' favorite players, he is going to be out for the rest of the season. He had a uh, ACL knee surgery uh, the other day. I heard everything uh, went well. I believe he had it. I feel like he did. And uh, it was no contact, which means uh, it wore out on its own. So I uh, wish the best for Svetch. Definitely going to miss him. Um, in response to that, they did recall forward Jack Drury from the Chicago Wolves. He is obviously no Andre Svestikov, but Jack will add uh, some depth and value to the forwards on the team there. And uh, wish Jack the best and wish Svetch the best in um, uh, with his surgery and his rehab. Now, what the Hurricanes have done since we last chatted with you is, where are they? There they are. Is uh, they played a good handful of games. They hosted the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, last Sunday, or two Sundays ago. They were able to win that one at six to nothing. Your goals by Svechnikov, uh, Gospierre, uh, Kodkiemi, 
and uh, Tebu Teravainen with his hat trick. They went to Montreal on Tuesday. Were able to pick up the victory there 4-2-3. Your goals by Jesper Foss, Jacob Slavin, uh, Brady Sky, uh, Skay, rather. And that was in the shootout. That was the shootout game. I knew there was a shootout game. Um, and in the shootout, uh, Burnsy with a goal. Tara Vinen with a goal. And Kokiemi with a goal. And that, um, that solidified the whole thing. Your goalie in that one. Um, Anti Ronta uh, had eight saves before I believe he was the one that was pointing. Roger Anderson come in to, uh, because of the injury. I have not heard much about Anti Ronta. I believe um, it's not long term, but I think he just uh, got dinged up a little bit in that. We have to keep an eye on that. Now, of course, we know who got called up then, and we will talk about him in a minute. And for those who play along at home, Frederick Anderson had 14 saves in the shutout. Only 14 shots on goal by Tampa. That's tremendous defense. Uh, but like I said, we all know who got called up. Uh, they hosted the Philadelphia Flyers last Thursday. Svechnikov with the goal, and uh, Pyotr Kachekov with 19 saves in the shutout. And then the game against the Golden Knights, uh, get blanked 0-2-4, 4-0. That's when we lost Svech. And Frederick Anderson had 20 saves in the loss for that one. This past Sunday up in Jersey, they lost that one three to nothing. They uh, they really got to start finding their goals again. And uh, it looked like Svechnikov was a – we all know that anyway. He was a pivot guy. He was uh, one that everybody rallies around. So they're going to have to find that new person to rally around. But uh, Kachetkov with 20 saves in the loss on that one. And then this past Tuesday, they hosted the Winnipeg Jets. And we're able to put five goals on the board when that one's five to three. Starting to get their mojo back. Uh, Drury, thank goodness Drury comes up. He scores uh, his first goal of the year, I believe. Jacob Slavin had one. Uh, Brady Skay had one. And two for Colt Kiemi, who is catching fire. Frederick Anderson had 21 saves in the victory. To round out the week, because yes, we're going to try to uh, keep this show back on its normal day of Sunday or Monday. Um, they will go to Toronto tomorrow night, 7 p.m. puck drop there. 5 p.m. puck drop on Saturday. They will be in Philly to take on the Flyers. You really got to keep everything strong. They're still in the top, but like we said, the Devils are only a couple points behind them. So, going to have to keep the pressure on. Let's go to Nashville. Nashville has been a little more active, but then again, they didn't have a giant injury. They recalled defenseman Kevin Gravel from Milwaukee and in turn sent forward Michael McCarron back to the Admirals. Uh, Roman Yossi got his 600th point the other night. That is 
fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, they also signed forward Mark Jankowski to a one-year $775,000 contract. He basically just wanted to re-up for a year. We all know that um, you definitely want him a part of your future. And they recalled forward Igor Afanayev. Afanayev. There we go. Trying to get it right. Uh, from Milwaukee. So, uh Predators um, trying to make use of some of the young guys and some of the people they've wanted to call up. Now's a perfect time with some injuries and some other things. See if they can start to get some some camaraderie with them and uh, the team in Nashville. And uh, it may help you to see if, if maybe it's time to move on from some of them or see the ones that maybe you can start the year with them already up. Starting last Monday... They were in Vancouver. They lost that one 4-3 to three in a shootout. Your goals were uh, Sissons. And Evangelista actually had two. He has been great since getting called up, by the way. Uh, UC Soros, 26 saves in the losing effort. But uh, Evangelista. I, I, and I have to give the POP, the Predators Official Podcast, a... Uh, it's kind of a dad joke, but it was funny, and eventually still liked it. They had him on the show, I believe, last week. Uh, good interview. The best part was is they said, given his name, would you call his fans or followers evangelists? And that got a chuckle, and he said, well, I, you, you might, we might have to go with that. But uh, they're going to workshop that, but I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, good for him for getting a couple goals. They went to Arizona. Didn't have a good time in Arizona. That's a team that uh, you should beat, but, you know, Arizona's in a similar boat. They're trying to put some things together. They are the pro affiliate of our Gladiators, so we, you know, I cheer for them a little bit. But uh, the Coyotes actually win 4-1. to one. The lone goal co- come from uh, Cody Glass, and UC Saros had 39 saves, which is a lot. 39 saves in the losing effort. They faced the Kings. Last Saturday, they were able to finally get back on the winning side of things. Won that one in a shootout. Your regular game or your regular time goal by Novak Lankinen with 26 saves in the victory there. And in the shootout, there's the shootout. Uh, you had Matt Duchesne with a goal. You had yeah, it's automatic. Yeah. He had the loan. Everybody else had saves or misses. So uh, Duchesne with the winner. And then on Sunday, they were in Anaheim where they beat the Ducks, as they should, 5-3. to three. Uh, Trennan, Tomasino, another good move there. Sherwood, and two from Novak, who was also heating up. Get your five goals there. It was in overtime. Soros with 33 saves in the victory. Your overtime winner was by Novak, by the way. Great wrist shot. And not to be outdone, they are currently playing. We'll get into that in a second. They hosted the Detroit Red Wings. Finally got off that crazy road trip. They hosted the Red Wings on Tuesday. 
Won that one two to one. Goals by Sherwood and Novak. Hey, get those guys going, right? Get them heating up. And I know you guys are going to ask. So Saros with 28 saves in the victory there. They are currently playing Chicago as they uh, are down one to nothing. Second period just started in uh, Nashville. Saros is in right now. He has made six saves. And, you know, I, I got to give the POP credit, too, because they're making the same point that I am, that even though you got rid of a lot of veteran presence, there's still a lot there. There's a lot of new guys getting called up. you got Novak and Shorewood and some of those guys that are Evangelista that are, that are really starting to kind of come alive. And, and uh, you're not – you're honestly not – really that far out of the playoffs. You can technically still make the playoffs. We talked about where Carolina is. They're leading the Metropolitan. Uh, you get to Nashville, they're only four points out of the second wild card in the West. Only four. In fact, Vancouver is 11 points below them. No. Yeah, they are. Uh, Calgary is only one point behind them. So Calgary and Nashville could make a run at one of these wild cards. How crazy would that be? I know a lot of you guys, won't, or not a lot, some a small percentage of you guys, including some uh, some other media people up your way, they want you to start losing more games so you can try to get in the lottery and try to get Connor Bedard. He's a good player. I mean, even if even if he is the next Connor McDavid that people are comparing him to, is that is that really going to fix everything? That's you. That's your. That's your one crown moment piece. Huh? Okay. I mean, he's a good player. If you get him, great. Uh, but I, I think there's some other players you could get that uh, that they could do a lot as well. There's a chance you sneak into the playoffs, and then once you get in, you could potentially disrupt people. Um, as of right now, if you got the playoffs, you would get the Vegas Golden Knights in the first round. That's uh, that's that could be that could be pretty interesting. Uh, definitely be pretty interesting. But um, but yeah, I, I you know the Canes are gonna have to figure out without Svetch. I think they're I think they're gonna be okay. They'd be a lot better with him, but I think they'll be okay not having him uh, because I think he's you know once he gets his his knee. Uh, Fixed back up. I believe he's he's still going to be a presence within within the the team and the organization. I don't think he's just going to go home and not do anything. I think uh, he'll he'll be there to cheer on his guys. And uh, the Predators, with all the moves here and there, and all these guys are all these prospects are, are starting to pan out. You're probably further ahead than you think you are. You're in in the in the teardown rebuild. You're actually looking pretty good. Definitely looking pretty good. Let's go to the Gladiators. Man, the Gladiators have uh, had an interesting year, and we will get into that here in a second. As let's see, since the last time we did a show, they took on the Swamp Rabbits and hosted them out in Duluth, Gwinnett area. Won that one two to one. 
uh, Derek Topage and Cody Sylvester with your goals in that one. And uh, Bednard was the goaltender with the win for that one. They also went to Orlando to play the Solar Bears. Won that one 6-4. to four. That's a pretty good little streak going right here. Your goals by Bodie Wild, who had two. Cody Sylvester, who had one. Tyson Empe had one. And Sangoon Shin had two as well. That guy, my goodness, it's ridiculous how good uh, that guy is. And... Uh, Harmon, one of our, our new additions, Harmon with 35 saves in the victory on that one. And then that left the game this past Tuesday where they hosted the Swamp Rabbits once again and were able to beat Swamp Rabbits 5-4. to four. Uh, Shin with two more goals. Mike Pellick added one. Noah Luan added one. And Mitch Walensky, one of our new additions, added one as well. And of course you beat those pesky little wabbits. It's always wabbit season here in the ECHL South. Bednard no. Bednard is actually within that. Uh, Harmon had 26 saves and the victory for the good guys. Your upcoming schedule. This Friday the guys will be in Reading to take on the Royals. That is the 7 p.m. puck drop on that one. This Saturday, uh, they will also be in Reading. 7 p.m. puck drop there. And Sunday in the get-home game, 3 p.m. puck drop, still in Reading, Pennsylvania. Uh, only a handful of games uh, coming up, and each, almost every one of them have some sort of promotion. Friday, March 24th, against the uh, Maine Mariners is Marvel Ant-Man Night. Of course, they'll have special jerseys you can bid on, things like that. That should be a lot of fun. That's a Friday night. You can join the Glassbury Annual Marvel Night. The team will wear specialty Ant-Man-themed uniforms that take on the Mariners. On Wednesday, March 29th, I'm going to tell you all the promotions here. It is $5 Wednesday, presented by the Atlanta Humane Society. There's also a pet supply Drive. You can enjoy $5 tickets every Wednesday this season. This game's $5 ticket offer brought to you by the Atlanta Humane Society. Fans are encouraged to bring pet food and supplies to donate to the organization for the GLADS and a great cause as a, uh, a big pet owner and somebody who loves animals and wants them treated fairly and right and uh, wants to try to help as many as he can. I encourage you to uh, you know, support support a great cause. You know, to me, every, every animal and every, every pet deserves uh, its best chance at life, just like people. You know, and uh, if if we can be the one to help help them do so, whether it be uh, an animal or a person, then I think we should do everything we can to do that. Uh, Saturday, April the first. A game we are penciling in. We may be in the building. We're going to know pretty shortly if we are. They're going to host the Florida Everblades. It will be Star Wars Night. 
I will probably be one of the few people not dressed up because I don't know that I own anything Star Wars, but I uh, don't have a problem with Star Wars. Star Wars Night's always fun. Uh, the Force is strong with this one. Enjoy a duel of fates as the Gladiators take on the Florida Everblades for the last Saturday game of the season. With special appearances by the 501st Legion Georgia Garrison and all your favorite characters from a galaxy far, far away. Yes, I'm reading this off their website, but it sounds way better than what I would have told you about Star Wars Night. Obviously, they'll have fun. Uh, jerseys that night, too, that you can probably bet on, I would imagine. And, uh, it, like I said, just because Star Wars isn't my my most favorite thing ever, doesn't mean I can't enjoy it, too. I enjoy all the theme nights. I know you guys do, too. Um, Star Wars Night's fun, because even somebody like me who's not diving headfirst into Star Wars and, and the culture and all the things like that, I still I still know who Darth Vader is. I still know who Luke and Leia. I still know Darth Maul, by the way. My, that's my favorite. But, uh, you know, I, I still know a lot of the characters and can interact and still have a good time without knowing everything about them. And, and that's, you know, that's something for you guys, too. Maybe Star Wars isn't your thing. Maybe you're a Star Trek person. Maybe you're Lord of the Rings. Maybe you don't like any of that stuff. You can still go on Star Wars night, and it, you won't be overloaded with stuff. But at the same time, there, you can have a great time. Uh, Fan Appreciation Day is the following day. That is Sunday, April the 2nd. Um, Fan Appreciation Day is also $15 kids, tickets, and more. You can join the Gladiators for the final home game of the 22-23 season. Fans can win prizes. Enjoy discounted tickets for kids attending and get their glass gear signed at the post-game autograph booth featuring the entire team. Uh, so hopefully you can go to one of those. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to try to get to some of these. We, we really are. And, um, you know, Gladiators have had a, a crazy season, kind of up and down. They currently sit in fifth place in the South. They are four points behind the Swamp Rabbits, who they have swamped a couple games in a row now. And uh, also Florida Everblades, who are on their way in town, as I said. Um, only four points behind them as well to get into the third place. I believe top four make the playoffs. Um... Jacksonville having a great year, South Carolina having a great year, but still, let's see, Jacksonville is eight points, five points for South Carolina, four for Florida and Greenville, so we are still right in the thick of things, we really are, so make sure to go out and cheer your gladiators, uh, go to all those theme nights, like I said, there's a pretty good chance we will know by probably the next show. April 1st or 2nd will be the next time we will be in the building. Should be a lot of fun. Only got a couple KSU notes. I just wanted to make sure to give a shout out to some people who have some birthdays. Alex Webe, I'm saying your name right. On March the 7th, happy birthday to Alex. Zach Stacy on the 10th celebrated his birthday. Happy birthday, Zach. And... Everybody's favorite alternate captain, Aiden Hamby, one of the guests on the show earlier this year on 311. 
on 3-11. He celebrated his birthday and uh, wish happy birthday to Aiden. Once again, happy birthday to Alex, Zach, and Aiden. And uh, I look forward to very, very soon sitting down with um, uh, members of the team and, and their staff and uh, talking over some things for next season. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys definitely go support them if you get a chance. Uh, I think a lot of these guys are playing roller hockey as well if you want to go support them that way. And there are going to be some other fun KSU-related things we'll be doing across the Impact Media platforms in the next um, couple months. So stay tuned for that. But that's going to do it for us here on Board Check. Shout out to all you amazing people who allow us to come on each and every week and talk NHL and Canes and Preds and Glads and Owls. It's so much fun. Appreciate you guys each and every day. I really do. Um, and uh, make sure to leave us a rating review. Love to hear from you guys. If you've seen me at any event, please do not be a stranger. I don't care if it is a Renaissance Festival. Um, you know, outside of um, outside of a celebration of life, then uh, pretty much is all fair game. So, for everybody here at Impact Media, this has been another great edition of Board Check. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go Canes, go Preds, go Glads, go Owls, go watch hockey. Grows, the whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players.